Okay. Hello, Gators. Hey, Gators. Welcome to Gating the Podcast, where we explore the gay world of dating, love, sex, relationships, heartbreaks, and everything LGBTQ plus related. My name is Efren. And I'm Kors. Let's start Gating. gating. Today. Yes, I'm very excited. We're going to interview uh, Mayday. And Mayday is, I think, well, especially one of Netherlands' drag, biggest drag queens, but maybe one of Europe. Yeah, that means she's traveling a lot and uh, she's uh, performing actually all over Europe. So yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, have you ever done drag? Me? No, never. I mean, when I was young, I used to dress up in some dresses, but... Uh, and you? Well, I mean, and you. <laughs> I, well, know that, I know you that know you, it. I know yeah. that you've done drag, yeah. Yeah, I've done drag. I've uh, done it for three years, I think. Um, and it was mainly because I was working at a gay bar at that time. And they were searching for drag queens who can host an evening. And then some uh, other drag queen uh, suggested like, well, Ephraim can sing. Um and why doesn't he go in drag and uh, host once a month an evening? So I, I had a drag name. My name was uh, Missy Fontese. Yes. And I, uh, I was one of the few drag queens here in the Netherlands, or well, for sure in Amsterdam, who was singing live. Yeah, because no lip syncing. No lip syncing for my life, but uh, literally singing every word. Nice. So yeah, so that's my experience with drag. The thing is I quit drag because I never really had a big passion for it. I mean, I love programs like RuPaul's Drag Race and I love seeing drag, but to do drag, it takes such a lot of effort, work, time and money you have to invest into it. Um, and that was something that my passion wasn't there uh, for it. But who is very passionate about drag and who made it her profession is Mayday. Mayday. Okay, welcome Mayday. Hey Mayday. Hi, hi both hi. of you. How are you? Good, how are well, you? Well, I'm happy to do this interview with you guys. Well, we're very happy you wanted to do it. I mean... Uh, Gives us also something to do with Corona <laughs> going on. Are you ha- are you healthy? Are you? Uh... Well, I just baked an Oreo chocolate cake, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> I... Okay, that's perfect. I first want to. How long are you already in the business for Mayday? Well, I started when I was really young. I started doing well. I cannot call it drag, but I was start dressing up when I was four years old in my mom's dresses and her shoes and I had a friend in uh, in the kindergarten who has this creative mom who was a painter uh, and she had all these crazy outfits with mirrors and sequins and stuff so I always hang out at their place and then I was dressing up in their stuff but professionally uh, I started working in Amsterdam in 1989 which is 30 last year so you're now 31 years yeah my math is not that great <laughs> but 
<laughs> Luckily, you know it. Yeah, it's it's a long, long, long time. Well, that's why you're the best. Well, probably yes. No, <laughs> you know that things have changed uh, a lot since. 30 years ago. Did you just go like from being young and like dressing up to being a drag queen or was there like an Yeah, you know what? When something? I was a little, when I was a little boy, when I was young, I really liked to dress up and I liked to ha be in the center of attention and I liked to have the attention. Um and I found out that while dressing up because when you're young you dress up, you have those parties with you know with friends at school and sometimes you put on a, a cowboy hat and you play cowboy or an Indian or or Native American as you have to say right now um, and I felt that being as a woman it ha it had more of a mask effect so I could hide myself not that I was aware of that I needed to hide but I thought I could change so much more into some other character as a, as going from a boy to a girl so I really liked it because I couldn't be somebody else except myself and I really liked the idea of that um, were you shy as a as a little boy? No, not at all. I was very outgoing already as a little guy, a little boy. But I felt that I could be like, you know, if I get, I could get away with murder if I would dress up in wigs and makeup, and it wasn't professional, you know, I, I looking like a clown more than a woman. But it felt <laughs> like so. It was so far off the real me that I really liked being somebody else at that point and um, okay. I was really young and then I started doing it more and more and then I started to see the fun of it because it wasn't always the good attention you know I get you know called names a lot or I was always the odd one in school um, mm -hmm. but I felt that uh, it was attention anyway so I, I started doing it more and more and then I had like these local bars or like sports clubs where I would do a lip sync and it grew from there, actually, and then I had to go to the big city later and found my true calling, which is being a drag queen. <laughs> out of your, your conversation, I already hear you came out of the closet quite at a young age. Well, you know what? It's funny. Yeah, I always I, I always knew I was gay before I was straight, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I actually dated some girls in school. I will not mention their names, <laughs> but they would kill me. No, you don't have to. I knew I liked boys better than girls, um, and I always did. And the funny thing is, I never really came out as gay uh, to my parents. They kind of knew, so I never said, like, hey, mom, I'm gay. Okay, she knew already. Yeah. <laughs> Father didn't really like it. He hated it. And when I was really, when I was like five, six, seven, it was still fine. You know, it was like innocent. And then he ha I had to go on football, soccer, and you know, like be manly and go fishing with him <laughs> and stuff. It's like okay, get away with those dresses. He didn't want to see it. And even till till his death, because my father died of a heart attack a while okay. ago. And, um, he till the, till his till his deathbed he was like i don't want to see anything i don't want to see pictures i don't want to see you when you're on tv because he didn't want to it was more affected of what his friends would say to him like oh my god your son is you know like gay or a drag queen or, or yeah. i mean it wasn't called drag queen back then we just called it transvestite you know like and it was more of a, a bad thing instead of like people see it now as an art form more than back then it was a whole different thing and he was always afraid of what his friends would say it's mates at the bar when he played poker or you know what whatever so it, that was more his thing and and actually later on until till the end when people said like oh i saw your son on tv and it was great and i loved it then he was 
was a little bit more comfortable with it. Okay. And your mother, because uh, I've met your mother actually a couple of times, she's now very supportive. Was she already supportive in the beginning of your career? She always was very supportive. She always took me shopping for dresses or wigs or took me to a market or, uh. you know, to find and she she was always like whatever you want to do just do it i'll support you um and the funny thing is that my mom actually uh, as you would know every uh, she divorced my dad yeah. to uh, have a relationship with a woman so she's oh, really? a lesbian self yes wow. i have a lesbian mom and she's actually quite fun because she actually goes out uh, have fun with it goes to the bars where i work or you know hang out in all the places that we go I mean, all the bars. So it, it's really fun. Did that like strengthen, uh, uh, make your relationship with your mother also stronger after she came Well, it, she, I was seven, six or seven when that happened. And I had no idea of what was going on. I, I really thought it was just a friend and, and we moved. And then she <laughs> moved in with, with her then girlfriend at the time. And I, I had never even questioned it or thought about it like, oh, it's lesbian or gay or... I had no it was just a thing it was just like it it was so it, it was my brother was a little bit older so he knew and he but for me it was like that's nah, fine and we always had a good bond my mom and I cool was it also your mother who encouraged you to have a career as a drag queen no it was me really I I went to uh, <laughs> I just said to you before we start taping that I baked a chocolate cake I was going to be a baker <laughs> And uh, I went to school for that and I had like, I have seven degrees in like baking and cooking and, and wine and, and... Well, now you bake your face. I know, right? <laughs> True. But yeah, no, but I it, it, I just have to follow my dream. And I and when and there was one point when I was still working in, in restaurants and stuff that I decided, okay, what I'm going to do, can, can I make a career out of being a drag queen or is it just like a hobby and it's fun? And I decided to go for it and see. And that, and that at that point, I was, I can't remember how old I was. It, it must have been a year, like 20 or something. And yeah. then I decided like, or I'm going to try to make money and a living out of it. And then I see if I can do more than just the gay scene. Because there was just so much you can do in the Amsterdam gay scene at the time. So I decided, okay, let me see if I can work the straight parties, the corporate events, like the bigger things and, and see if I could travel with doing drag. And it took a long time after, because there was no internet. There was no YouTube. We had, there were no cell phones. There were no photo shoots. There was no drag. No, so how how did you do it? We like had that? to learn. I mean, I can show you pictures. I look like I look like a mess for real. When I look back, I look better now than ever when I was younger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh. it's 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 funny. I I learned the hard way because now you have the tutorial, so you have new queens that really learn how to do a makeup because somebody else uh, show you. I mm -hmm. never had that. I had I was the only I was the only gay in the village. I mean, there was nothing else. I had no examples. And when you moved to Amsterdam, then you got a few that you learned? Yes. Uh, well, uh, when I, I was really young, I was I was not even 16 yet. And I went to school here in Amsterdam and I started uh, renting a room from a girlfriend of mine, um, which didn't work out. Of course, I was too young, had no idea how to, su to survive on my own. And then uh, a year later, I went back to my parents' house. And then uh, after that, I came back again to Amsterdam. And then I made it. I was 17. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I looked up to all the queens back then in Amsterdam. You know, we had Nikki Nicole, who was just a famous yeah. Dutch queen. Well, she was American, actually, but she came here and she had all the glamour and the quality of being not just a drag queen. She, just, she was a star. And that's what I wanted with the things I did. I just I didn't want to be when I write my name in a magazine, I wanted to be Mayday instead of. Oh, the the guy who you dress up as, or you know, my yeah. real name. Yeah. Now it's just made it, which I'm really happy about because they see me as a household name instead of mentioning it that I'm a drag queen. I'm I'm more of a personality yeah. now than just a drag queen. I think. Oh, you worked hard for it, and and yeah, you established it. As I mean, well. sometimes I think about set myself like, God damn, thirty years, thirty one years is such a long time. Yeah, but you're still here, and I think most of the queens where you started with are, you know, not there anymore. Or dead. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> or dead, yeah. And and uh, so, so you talked about Nikki. Is she one of your biggest inspirations, or do you have any other inspirations? I grew up with music. My mom was in music, and so I knew about RuPaul early on, and I knew about Dame Edna, um, who's from Australia, Barry Humphreys. Yeah. Uh, he was considered as also as a personality instead of the drag queen, which I was really inspired by. And he had his own TV show. And I was amazed about having a guy dressed up as a woman having his own TV show. That was something blew my mind. So I had to look up to that. So he was inspiration. And music wise, it was it was Dolly Parton and Madonna who really inspired me to think big and out of the box and be different and yourself because both of them in their own unique way have that quality. They're their own identity. They mm -hmm. don't uh, change for nobody and they do what they want and they do it really well. Mm -hmm. And I really admired that and I was really inspired by that. So yeah, <laughs> the ones. And, I, and of course, Nikki. Nikki had their own, she had her um, back in the day in the Regelis Dwarstraat, our main gay street in Amsterdam for our foreign listeners. Uh, we had the Havana, and the Havana was a bar where Nikki had once a month her own Nikki Nicole show on a Monday yeah. night. And that was so amazing because she had sketches, performances, game shows, really, really like elaborate. And yeah. it was packed, packed, packed. She always late. When mm. it started at 8, she came out at 10. I mean, well, uh, true divas never come on time, right? True, true. <laughs> I mean, she she mm. she said the example for Madonna being two hours late. <laughs> but it was, and and the thing is, I, I I was then living in Muiden, which is not far from here. But you don't want to oh. walk at night because then it takes four hours. Um, and because she always was late, I I always missed like the last bus going home. But I needed to stay till the end, and I was oh. always in front of the stage from the beginning and I was so excited to see it and I was so inspired that often I had to walk home yeah. uh, to, to sleep. Four hours? Oh, my that's awesome. yes. <laughs> yes, that's what we had to do to see it because there was not so much, I mean, there, as I said, there was no, inter we couldn't see anywhere else. So we knew, or I knew there was like, oh, there's this show and that was the only time I could see drags perform. So it was it, it was something else. It was strange. I, it's strange to think about it now while talking about it. How things have changed in you know now. You just switch on your phone and you Google and you find anything you want to see. But I yeah, didn't have that luxury. Do you think that the the drag world has changed because of 
programs like RuPaul's Drag Race and Pose and you know the the glamorification of drag basically uh, do you think the whole drag scene has changed because of that yes and the funny thing is like for example RuPaul's Drag Race it's it's really good but it's also really bad because it, it is good that it brings out more mainstream and people appreciate more the art from and the performance art of drag queens but it also sets a tone that um if you don't look up to those standards um mm -hmm. you know are like oh you, you mm -hmm. don't glue your eyebrows down so you're not a drag queen or if you're not wearing nails you're not you're not drag or uh you have to do this in this certain way because you that's what you see on tv um yeah. so For example, if, if somebody it looks a certain way of have their own identity, you suddenly don't fit in. And the, the beauty of drag is that everybody can drag up this as they want. There's no yeah. ads or I mean, everybody can approve. Sure. You know, you can make the most of what you do, but there's no guideline of how you should look. If you, you know, if you want to feel this way or look this way or this is your sting your aesthetic yeah. yeah yeah and people judge are more judgmental just because of the show which is a shame yeah so drag it gets more standardized uh, basically the girls will look more and more the same and drag will yeah, yeah you have all these copycats of somebody from the show you have a valentina and you have a raven and you have a latrice or you have a bianca but nobody has their own identity so that's what i think is a, a big problem is sometimes in today's scene that no matter where you go or, or you see me you always know it's mayday but with some of the girls sometimes and i know them know them all sometimes like who are you again because they're so completely different they don't have their own identity so i was like and they said like hey it's me and i was like oh shit yeah of course but because of their copying others they're not their own and i always think that uh, people should create their own persona their own identity and they should be themselves even in drag because i'm the same person in and out of drag and of course i'm a little bit more exaggerated and a little bit more big and a little bit more hysterical but that's also what the people want from you But yeah. I'm the same person. I'm not like a completely opposite of who I am as a boy. Which uh, sometimes you feel, you see those shy kids in the street. You know, they they barely speak up. And then when they're in drag, they're like bitchy and nasty and and you know like demanding. I want a free train from you. And I was like, bitch, what did you do to deserve that? <laughs> not like yeah. Nah. yeah, some people completely change. Yeah, but it's it, that's also you know it's an opinion. So if people listen, don't get offended. It's just like what I think sometimes. But yeah, is that also what, the kind of tip you would other upcoming queens always be unique and yourself, find who you are with drag? Yes, and and you know what? Because we all all need and get inspiration from others and i can have small things from others that maybe are less professional as i am but still they can inspire me and i always think like look around look good look closely get inspired and make it into your own uh that's a tip i would like to give your listeners like you know be yourself and find your own way instead of copying somebody else's okay. yeah well thank you uh it's time for a little break yes let's have Is a little break ready? yeah yeah it goes really fast there so we're gonna have a little break and then uh, after that we are gonna go back into uh i want to know more about dating so uh let's, let's talk, talk about, about sex that. baby <laughs>
Well, back, bitches. Back, back again. Mayday and we're back with us. Great. Yes. yes. And we're, and we're uh, it's only audio and not video because I look like shit. Oh, yeah. No. Um, oh, yeah. No. So, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I know how Mayday looks like when she's all dressed up. Is he sitting down just, I mean... Oh, uh, sometimes really, I really, when I put on makeup and, I, you know, I feel good, I really, like, love myself. Like, oh, gorgeous. But I never have that out of makeup. <laughs> no, you never have that when you're out of drag that you look at yourself and into the mirror and think, like, I look good today. No, I, I just look generic as a fat, fat gay guy. Nobody cares about. And then, but I do like the transformation because I, you, back in the day, I used to spend a lot of money on clothes as a boy as well. And now I don't yeah. care as much boy as long yeah. as I look good at night. And then I, I love the transformation a lot. You know, going from a hobo, from a drifter to a glamazon. And and. How are you when it comes to dating? Like when when no wait when was your first time when you dated? That's what I really want to know. Lord goddamn, I was I was young, honey. But uh, but you mean in drag? Well, is well I don't know. Is there? I was sexual active very young, and I love sex, and I love having a lot of it. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, dating in drag, I, it re as soon as I start dressing up, I noticed right away the attention I got from boys because there's so many guys, straight ones actually I'm talking about right now, that are really into um, something different that I don't know about. So they are wanting to experience uh, something else that I never had before. Yeah. So what is more exciting than a drag queen? Uh, which happened early on, but okay. I do. Um, back in the day, I used to date a lot. Now it it just okay. have to has to happen naturally because I don't feel like dressing up just for dick alone. So do you, when you date now? Do you date more as Mayday or as Robin? I well, I just came out of a relationship from three years where I didn't date at all. Well, let let's just say not a lot, <laughs> but. Um, now I'm on the market again. I'm dating again. Um, and it's nice, to, you know, it, it's easier to be in drag because you're more secure of yourself. Uh, for me, that is. Uh, yeah. For everybody else, I guess. It's for everybody else, it's different. But I like to date, and uh, I like to date both. It, it doesn't matter. If somebody likes me as a boy, sure, come along. But um, it's easier for me to find a date because, you know, I, I go a lot to straight places. Um, and they, even though they know me and they know that I'm a guy, they know they have a dick, they still love it because they've, they, their detention is nice. They feel like, ah, oh, like the forbidden fruit, the secret room, you know? Mm. And, and they find it really exciting. Uh, and sometimes it happens just once because they're really just curious. And sometimes it happens more and they, they f kind of find it interesting to date a drag queen. But can you build also like serious relationships with those kind of people? No. And most of the time, uh, they love me for being Mayday. Um, yeah. You can never really tell. It, it, uh, you know you have to have a uh, judge of character really good. That you know if somebody likes you for you or they like you just because they can get on a guest list or have you know freebies or be in the spotlight or or get to know celebrities so i have to be careful with that though but it's it's not easy sometimes to 
pick it out because I had a few guys dating me that I thought they were really into me, but they re were really into everybody I knew. Yeah, because that's also, I think, for you, also a problem is, first of all, you're, you're uh, wearing sometimes... Well, you're a drag queen, so you're, you're wearing uh, women's clothes. Not all gay guys are really into that. No, a lot of them are not, actually. And you're also kind of a celebrity here in the Netherlands. So I think that's also kind of hard for people it, to... That makes it actually twice as difficult because I know a lot of queens, sisters um, that do have a relationship with somebody um, and then they have a partner where they can tell like this and this is work or I dress up once or twice a week just yeah. for the night and I'm a boy seven days a week. But for me, they see me as Mayday regardless, even if I'm out of drag, uh, which makes it more difficult. But it's it's hard because um, I, I know the gay guys in this, especially in Amsterdam, they all know who I am, which is really difficult. So um, they never want to dip me because they they think that I'm walking in dresses like 24-7 that I go to like the grocery store and get milk and bread in drag which is yeah. not the case they feel no. like Mayday um, and that makes so the dates I had uh, and the relationships I had were always with guys who were not living in Amsterdam uh, but it, I wish I, I mean I would love to have a nice boyfriend at the house i think everybody does but you know you know sit at the couch you know watch television cuddle cook together mm -hmm. do the normal stuff i'm i'm really homey like that but since it's it's not in the cards for me i feel like i have to go out and make it worth myself so it's usually most of the time just sex and not really something more than that which is really shallow Oppervlakkig, as we say in Dutch, but it's 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 the way it is. I had a friend a actually tell me. Or no? I had a few. I just ended. Uh, we well, it was a messy breakup with my last one, which I'm still in love with and very cute, but really difficult. That's but that's a whole different. Well, he he thinks he's trained. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they all think they're straight. But it's 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 fine. It's uh, I cannot help it, and it, it, I wish him well. You know, it's a sweet guy, and he's very yeah. He has to figure out himself what he wants. It's not up and, to and me. Would you ever date someone who is a drag queen or female impersonator yourself? No, no. I actually. I, I had sex once with this guy who was really hot, really hot. And then the week after, I ran into a drag queen and it's like, hey, you know? and I was like, who are you? And it's like, I'm the guy from last week. And I was fuck, shit. <laughs> but in, in general, no, because I feel like I, I, even though I could, I, I'm, I'm versatile in what I do, but I, um, I feel like I'm the woman. And mm -hmm. I want a man. I, I really mm -hmm. want a man as a boyfriend and not like a sissy boy. <laughs> um, and that's fine if somebody else does. But for me, it never really works. So I wouldn't have a drag queen that goes through my makeup in the morning like, oh, my God, what a great shade of lipstick. I want like a boy. Like, eh, shut yeah, okay. up. No four pack. Start <laughs> cooking, bitch. <laughs> that's what I want. A little yeah, rough. And, rough. And, and, you know, and queens are never, never are rough. Talk about drag all night and then come home and then finish working. And we're like, oh my God, what did you wear? Oh, I'm wearing this red sequin dress. Oh, what are you? You know, that's not my conversation with my relationship. I'm, I mean, I'm drag enough for the two of us. So yeah. So when you come home, you just want to untuck and unwind and uh, talk about 
something else about uh, than drag. Exactly. Do you think it's still worth dating? Worthwhile dating, though. Uh, you're still like look. I I do, but the the funny thing is, and that's also when you get older. And I hate to say it because my dad also told me back in the day, like, oh, wait till you get older. And he's like, mm. and it's like, no, not me. It's like, and yes, me as well. You know, mm. you, you you value things differently. So I really like, um, I, I'm, I'm more relaxed now, uh, you know, go out less and do crazy things less. Um, and dating as well. I like to flirt a lot. Uh, I've always been a flirt wherever I go, wh whoever it is, but yeah. it doesn't always end up in sleeping together or having sex or whatever. No, sometimes it's just so, so the thrill of, of flirting itself. It is, it is. Sometimes flirting is enough and you get like this really good feeling about like, oh, somebody wants me and then I can slam the door and then go home. And usually that door is from a taxi. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you've been around already for 31 years within the gay scene. Have you seen that the, the, the dating within the gay scene has changed because of online dating? Yes, yes. I really think, uh, I feel strongly about it actually because I come from a time where um, really uh, we came out, you, you had the whole gay revival, the house music was new, the drug scene was new and everybody was having a great time laughing and loving and everybody was themselves and now I feel that um, people are more focused on their own kind. So, you know, if you're, we still go for like, oh, the muscles are one group, the bears are a group, the leathermen are one group, the femmes are a group. And I really would love to see if everything would mix more and have fun more without being so judgmental. So when, when I come to a party, um, I had it once at a fun house uh, which I think is an amazing party. And, you know, like the, yeah, all the muscle Marys cruising and taking drugs and having fun, uh, which is all fine. But then somebody told me once there, it's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, bitch, we're all guys. We're all having a good time. We all want to have fun. Why are you so judgmental? Because I don't fit in your type of way. And that's that That goes for dating and that goes for online dating. Um, I mean, online things, people are easy to, because people are afraid if, if they stuck up. So if somebody tells you in your face, hey, I don't like you, I don't want to date you, they think like, oh, it's an attack on me. And I was like, I don't care. It's like, but you know be honest and somebody is easy for them to behind be, be behind a computer and yeah. try to yeah. do it. and if it doesn't work you, you know, click them away and you don't feel attacked but that you feel like people do that now yeah. when they go out as well you know they're rude they're not nice and not friendly and they're like oh we we all you know like could a deer we follow the flock it's yeah. it's crazy to that we don't respect each other more because you know at the end we're all the same you know we're and, and, and that's because of online dating you think or is that just people in general that we became less social it's because of uh, internet and social media and online dating that people are more into themselves and less into others. So we all are, you know, like we have to post that our life is fabulous. Our food looks amazing. We go to the nicest places. We always looked amazing with 12 filters, but mm. you don't mm. see or feel the real person or life behind that person anymore. Back in the day, we go to a bar or to a club because otherwise you didn't see other people. So 
So then you had time to meet people, talk to people. And if you didn't like them, you go to the next one. And now it's just so quick, like a mass produced, you know, like stock, you know, like a market full of cattle, you know, like all the cows. Oh, I like you. I like you. I don't like you. So I think it's in a way it has to do with each other. And if we would be more nice to each other, whether you like somebody or not, you know, sexually, because somebody could be attracted uh, to somebody or somebody could not be, but still be nice. I mean, you don't have to jump into bed if somebody come up to say hello to you and no. say, hey, how are you? Just have a normal conversation without just having, oh, I want your dick in my mouth right now. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a fast way of thinking that actually Corona puts us at ease because there's no other way now than, you know, to be ourselves and not everybody can handle it. I don't mind being at home alone, you know, fuck it. I go, I go out wherever I want, look people up and now I have to sit at home. It's fine. Yeah. Many dating apps now? No, n not for years. Because the thing is, the straight men really liked me. I was really popular, so I could date wherever I want. I, I would put a foot out of the door and I had 10 men circling around me like, ah, oh, yes, you're nice, and I could chew. But so, so no, I, I don't need a dating app. Did you Maybe ever try now it? hits me, I, I should get one because I'm I'm horny as fuck now. <laughs> but did you ever try it, like dating app? The, did I ever try what? A dating app. Did you ever try the dating app? I did. I did a few. I never had Grinder though. I did have Tinder. Um, and I had, uh, there was this online thing called Chat Girl, I guess it was the name of it. Um, but the thing is, since I known, I could never put my picture up first. So yeah. I always had description. And when I was talking to somebody and they sent pictures, I could send the pictures. But I had a few times, I was like, oh, hey, Mayday. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You know, it's, <laughs> not, it's so annoying. So I, you know, it, it doesn't work for me. People have to see me in real life and then decide if they like me or not. I guess that was the best way for me. Cool. Yeah. And uh, besides, let's get away from the dating. I think we've talked a lot about that. And personally, is there anything you still like to cheat? Um, you know what? I'm a hardworking girl and I really like to do a lot. Um, and there are talks now of having a Dutch RuPaul's Drag Race on TV, which I would be really interested in being part of because I think we could elevate uh, drag in a professional way. Um, yeah. Because I've, and that's also me, it's my opinion, and maybe not everybody shares the same opinion with me, but I see a lot of things that uh, on Dutch television where you have um, a Jurgen Raymond as Tante S or a Jan Dino as uh, what's her face? Yeah, so straight guys basically dressing up as female impersonators. Dressing up as, as women and be funny, or like Richard Groenendijk as. As, as his character and not the girls like me and others that are professional and nobody else sees that so everybody thinks like oh drag queen we still freaks sometimes to people but if it's a straight guy putting on makeup then it's funny and i want to get rid of that stigma uh, in drags in general you know we, we're there's so many great performances performances uh performers so we have to do uh, make the best of it uh, so i like to do that and i'm actually working on a new single uh that i actually already recorded okay but yeah it's really well? no i cannot sing i <laughs> well, honey out out of tune can fix everything <laughs> yeah it's true now well you are a singer Ephraim. i'm not but um no i actually produce a track and i do some ad libs on it but i want somebody else 
um, to focal on it. Um, so I'm going to try to make that happen really soon. But the track's already finished and it's a really cool track. And I want to see, uh, check into my producer side because I'm, as you know, I'm a DJ and that's what I do a lot and I love music. So I see, I'm going to check out what I'm going to do with that and see oh. if I have a different career in drag DJing as well as producing. Yeah, it's nice. Mayday, I was wondering because, you know, there's a lot of, we already discussed it a little bit, but I want to get to it a little bit deeper. It's like within the gay scene, there's also a lot of discrimination. Um, deal with that or... It can only work if people look at themselves and try to be a better person. Uh, and the, the funny thing is, I say this now and I can tell you this myself, I discriminate as well. Uh, but I always like, like, shit, bitch, why do you do that? It's it's so yeah, why do you do that, Mayday? Because it's it's we grew up in in a bitchy scene and the gay scene is a bitchy scene. So to get like a thick skin and to deal with all the bullying, bullying, you become a bitch yourself as well. You try to be strong and powerful, and sometimes it slips in. And and it, I realize it now more and more that you know things that I say or do doesn't affect always a nice way to others and i think bitch don't do that don't say it or be nice you know and and try not to be judgmental because even though i think somebody looks awful it's not up to me you know it's it's if if anybody's happy or feels good about himself who am i to judge that you know so i feel like you know saying it to myself as well a lot but i'm trying to inspire people to be nicer as well and i had this um this one time where i was at this bar in amsterdam where this three uh three see i'm talking dutch and english three um drag queens coming in they were from uh like mariposa which is more like a straight kind of uh place where people dress up okay. um, so they look like construction workers, more like Lalabelle kind of girls. They're not the prettiest. They don't have the fashion sense. They don't yeah. know. But they, are they more more transvestites than than drag queens or? But then again, I, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, look who's walking in!" And I had the same for a split seconds, like, "Oh my God, what they did?" Because they didn't belong and they didn't quite fit in the scene where we were at the time. And yeah. then one second later, I was like, no, they could go anywhere they want and they should be welcomed anywhere as as we would like to be welcomed. So I went over them and I introduced myself and they're like, hey, I'm young. And I was like, why not instead of young? But you know, and then I offered them a drink and I was like, you know what? Everybody should be more respectful to your other, you know, your neighbors. And um, I think that exactly. more people and it, and it it you have to tell yourself that over and over because I hate Crocs and when I see a woman <coughs> wearing Crocs I was like oh girl why don't do it but you know what then I bite my tongue I said like, bitch it's not up to you fuck it let them be happy if they want to wear Crocs who am I to judge because other people look at me as like oh, why this fat bitch is wearing this or doing that or whatever so if we should look more to ourselves and be happy and we can reflect it on others i think that's the first step to a world free of discrimination cool yeah, yeah. amen not, to that not easy because we you know people in general are judgmental so you know as i said you know 
as a milkshake, for example, which is a great festival where you see everybody walking it's the, around. The first, it's the first LGBT plus uh, festival in Europe, right? Yes, it is. It is. And it, it, it actually is pretty amazing. The, the only thing which I truly hate, which I have to check myself into sometimes, is that every straight person now likes to go to all those gay things because they're, oh, it's so much fun and we can look at crazy people and crazy drag queens and stuff. And I had it in Taboo a couple of weeks ago, just before Corona hits hard, uh, where I was performing. There was this group of straight people, like four guys and a girl. And they were like grabbing me in my crutching ass. And I was like, why? Fuck off. You have so many places you can go to, but they like to go to our places. And I was like, yeah, but we're so free and safe and happy here. I said, but this is our safe haven this is our place yeah. and you're welcome but you know know where you are and be respectful and if you're not like that fuck off we don't need your straight people because we had to fight for our own places now we have them and we kind of lose them again because of everything uh, tends to blend in and i don't mind that can also grow into the uh, respect that we can get from straight i mean if it's gonna be more it, it blends in, but the thing is, if I go to a straight place, I have to behave myself in a certain way as well. I cannot be the fully gay I am as I could do in all my bars, because then I was yeah. like, oh, let me, you know, tone down and be cool and have respect. But in the other way around, they never have respect for us. So that's the thing I really hate from that scene. You know, if you cannot respect us and just come and make fun of us, stay away or I'll kick you out. <laughs> no, that, that's the thing. That's well, that's Mayday. Yeah, that's well, me. That's, that's Mayday. I'm strong, opinionated girl. Cool. Yeah. So oh, yes, wait, of course. <laughs> I thought maybe of course you have a question. Ooh. No, more. Well, not really. Not about it. Uh, no, I think. I waited for course. Uh, <laughs> I thought maybe of course you have a question. Yes. I have. Yeah. I have one last question. Uh, one last question. One last question. What do you hope that people say okay. at your funeral about yes. Mayday? I have what I think about I have one last question. <laughs> because I think uh, they were like, finally the bitch is dead. But I one hope last question. they say what do you that I that made uh, Amps and Nightlife a little bit more Mayday? colorful and a little more, more fun. Or about Robin to uh, achieve? Yeah, because I... I I, you know, and not me alone, but a lot of drag queens, we bring color to nightlife and we need color because everything is so bland and blasé and normal and generic. And I think we we, we have more craziness, you know, achieve? there's never enough craziness in town. So I'm happy to be part of that for the last 31 years. I think you can give yourself also a little bit more credit in the way that you also do quite a lot for the gay scene. You talk with the mayors. You 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 set up like all the businesses that point that put out the gay flag to show uh, to show their support when there was a lot of uh, discrimination. I mean, you're more than just a party queen. But I also feel like it's kind of. Um, 
a purpose that it has to fulfill in my life. I don't want to be just this gay drag queen with no meaning in life. I like to do good. I like to uh, put myself. And there's a lot more things that I do that people don't even know. You know, I go to schools and teach uh, young kids about gay life. Um, I read sometimes in front of classes full of young kids. I do a lot of things, but I, it, for me, it's normal. I just like to contribute a little bit of more realness to the life of the the lgbtq plus community it's not just fun and party and drugs and drinks and and sex you know there's more to life than that and that's also things that people will learn themselves when they grow older uh, you know i grew older and in the beginning it was all about me 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 and spotlight and red carpet events and parties and now it's more like you know i like to do that and that's my work and i like to party uh, you know every but yeah. i also like to give a little bit more meaning to the life that i live well perfect and you achieve that well thank you i try i try i do my best you do well thank you mayday for uh for uh, being at that podcast. Nice talking to you both. Thank and you I hope you have a good night podcast. And I wish you all the best with your podcast and good yes. luck. Yes. Well, you. thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Wow, just another episode of this flew by. Wow, it flew by. And it was so interesting to have a real uh, conversation with her to know a little bit more about her life. Yeah, definitely. Because I knew her from just a distance, but it's interesting to get to, yeah, to, get to know her better. Um, her experience also about the dating world. It's, uh, it's really interesting. And hopefully uh, y'all who are listening to this also feel inspired. Y'all? <laughs> wow. Are you from Texas? Y'all. <laughs> no, I really hope that everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in into uh, our podcast, Gating. Yeah, thanks for listening this week again. We really appreciate your support. So don't stop listening. My name is Ephraim. I'm Kors. And we'd love for you to rate and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Yeah, go follow us on Insta, Facebook. Twitter Follow even. us. Follow us. Slide into our DMs. Send us an email to the Send us an email. <laughs> send us an email to thegating at gmail.com. And also, of course, visit our website www.thegating.com. And Ephraim is anything that I'm yes. doing SMR. Yes, I am. So if that turns you on, <laughs> send us a DM as well. Yes. Oh, and uh, thank you for our amazing team tune. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, our amazing tune, uh, DJ Domac. And uh, DJ Domac. I hope you tune in again next Wednesday with a new episode of The Gating. New episode. Bye. 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 Bye.